everybody, Dr. Josh Axe here. Welcome to the Dr. Axe Show. Today I have Melissa Hartwig, and I'm a huge fan. She is the founder, co-founder of Whole30. She's got a new book out, which we're going to talk about. And also, uh, she's a New York Times bestselling author. She's from New Hampshire. We we're just talking about this. She lives now in Salt Lake City. And I love Utah. I think it's awesome. Uh, Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. It's great to talk to you. Yeah. So, you know, I... I see Whole30 everywhere. You know, I work a lot with, uh, we have a strong partnership with Whole Foods Market and Sprouts and all these shops. I know every time I'm in there, I see lots of Whole30 stuff. I, and, and I've been so impressed with what you've done with Whole30 because for, for the audience that doesn't know, um, Whole30, and I'll have you explain it better, but it's a way that you really teach people, teach people how to eat real food. I mean, that's the big thing. That's a big part of the principles, eat real food. And I think, you know, when I look at the longest living cultures, when people ask me, hey, how do I get healthy? Probably in a nutshell, one of the easiest things you can do to tell, tell people to do is just eat whole food, which I know is so much about your Whole30 program. I love the Whole30 stamp. It's a great way for people to know, hey, this is a healthy salad dressings. I've seen it all and I, you know, lots of different things. And so anyways, I want to say I'm excited to have you here and I would love to hear the story behind what caused you to uh, start Whole30. Yeah. Thank you so much, Josh. That's a, a good representation of the program. Eat real food, learn how to cook it. I think that's a great starting point for almost everybody. The Whole30 started in 2009 as a self-experiment, a two-person self-experiment. So I was really into CrossFit at the time. I owned a CrossFit gym. I just finished a really difficult Olympic lifting session, and we had just come from a lecture of Rob Wolf's all about oh, yeah. a paleo-style approach, right? And it kind of coincided with my co-founder's research into inflammatory factors in food. So he was looking at factors that may impact his sister's rheumatoid arthritis, and making that connection between foods and joint pain was like kind of a new concept back in 2009. So we're sitting around after this Olympic lifting session, and he proposed this kind of squeaky clean based on a paleo framework 30-day experiment. And I'm eating Thin Mints right out of the sleeve at this point because I had just exercised and I had earned them. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. I'm always up for a challenge. When do you want to start? And he said, how about right now? So I put my Thin Mints down and we embarked on what was to become the first ever Whole30. And the results I experienced over those 30 days were so profoundly life changing that I decided to share them on my training blog. And that was the birth of the whole 30. Wow. Yeah. I love that. And way to go. Just, Hey, right then and there, let's scrap the thin mints. Let's go for the, <laughs> you know, the apple or the grapes or whatever you had. I, I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my background, background, background is that I'm a drug addict in recovery. I've been in recovery for almost 20 years. So I kind of joke that all the things that made wow. me a really good addict make me really good at these like black or white on or off things. So when he said like, let's do this starting now, it's so easy for me to be like, yep, it's on. <laughs> I love that. That's so awesome. So, so tell me this. So again, uh, whole 30, break it down. And actually one of the other questions I had was you said you did it for 30 days. Mm -hmm. What were some of those things you noticed in your body that happened in just that 30 day period of time? Yeah. So I, I was hoping to see some athletic performance and recovery improvements. I was really focused on my CrossFit performance at the time. And I did see that. I did get stronger. My recovery was faster. But there were all of these unexpected benefits. So my energy like skyrocketed and then stayed even. So it was no more 2 p.m. needing sugar or a little boost of caffeine. I felt really steady energy all day. I was sleeping so much better, which is a hugely underrated benefit of something like a Whole30 approach. 
my mood was happier. I was working in an office at the time and I managed a group of about 20 young women and I would come into Monday morning meetings and they would be like, what have you been doing? Cause you're so like nice this morning. <laughs> um, I found myself wanting to be more social. I had a little bit more patience. And then most important for me, the experiment highlighted all the ways that I was using food like I used to use drugs. Mm. So to punish myself, to reward myself, to relieve anxiety, to self-soothe, to show myself love, it forced me to find other coping mechanisms for things like stress and uncomfortable feelings. And, and that like stayed with me after the program was over. It was a life lesson that was profoundly and like permanently transformational. Wow. Yeah, I love that. That's that's awesome. And one of the things you mentioned there, sleep. You're right. It is. It's sort of the uh, unrecognized hero of health. Yeah. Because I know for myself, if I sleep well, you're right. I'm in a better mood. Yeah. I have more energy, and I think everybody knows this too. If you look at the medical studies on body fat in terms of weight loss on sleep, depression and anxiety, uh, mm -hmm. inflammation and recovery. I mean, all of these things are so big when it comes to sleep. Yeah. And then again, I know from looking at your diet as well. It's highly anti-inflammatory. It's really going to help if you have joint pain, discomfort, those type of things are going to help you lose weight. It's going to help you have just better digestion. Yeah. You know? So there's a lot of big benefits there of Whole30. What are some of the other, I'd love to hear, because you probably get emails and you probably get texts and Instagram messages. What are maybe one or two or however many you want of, do you have any stories of people, maybe you just got a message saying, this changed or transformed my life. I'd love to hear just one of those. Yeah, we have doctors who report in that they're using the Whole30 with their patients and reversing type 2 diabetes. So wow. as part of a bigger picture lifestyle and, and medically prescribed protocol, but it can be really powerfully impactful for things like blood sugar regulation. I get a lot of people who say, you know, my skin cleared up or I figured out what's triggering my asthma or my migraines or my seasonal allergies, which is huge. My co-founder's sister, who was the one with rheumatoid arthritis, figured out what foods make her joints painful and swollen. So she can just avoid those foods and negate most of the symptoms from her autoimmune condition. And then we hear of really interesting stories, kids with attention deficit disorder and other sensory processing who within just a few days of dietary change are paying attention better, their mood is more stable, and their behavioral issues are far more improved. So you know, I think food is so incredibly powerful and it works in such different ways in all of us. That's why the idea of a Whole30 self-experiment is so important to figure out how these foods work or don't work for you as an individual. Yeah, and I love that too. One of the things that I, I, I teach a lot is this personalized nutrition, especially based on ch ancient Chinese medicine, some on Ayurvedic medicine. But this is where things are moving, which I'm excited about in medicine. Now, unfortunately, they're going to base it off a lot of things that are actually incorrect, a lot of our medical system. But historically, it was so much about personalized nutrition. So I love that as part of your program, we're eating real foods, but also this conscious eating of knowing hey, which food is right to me? Listening to your body. I think listening to your body is so powerful as well. I'd love for you to talk about this because something you referenced earlier was making a kind of a, a swap. You talked about addictions and some of your addictions in the past. Talk to me about that because I, I've found that, that worked, that's always worked for when I've taken care of patients in the past or work with people today, that trying to take something away from somebody without giving them something doesn't really work. Yeah. 
It's that's a really difficult situation. And like when you look at the habit research, it's way easier to add a new behavior than it is to take a, a behavior away. Um, you know, when I talk about the whole 30, I really emphasize that your only job on the whole 30 is to put whole 30 food into your mouth. That's it. It is as simple as that. Is it Whole30? Put it in your mouth. If it's not Whole30, don't eat it. And I think we can get so caught up in the idea of doing the perfect Whole30 or wanting to make sure our meals are perfectly balanced or I'm going to do the Whole30 and start exercising and start meditation. And it's yeah. so much to take on at once. But what I find is that if you just narrow your focus on the Whole30, you have all the support that you need. You've got all the resources you need because our program is so robust. It will give you capacity to then want to take on other health challenges or health initiatives. So people get through the whole 30 and they think, I have so much energy. What else can I do? Maybe I'll start going for a walk or I'm handling stress so much better. Maybe I'll go back to therapy or maybe I'll start meditating. So keeping that focus really, really small, not over complicating it. I'll have people who say, you know, man, I'm doing the whole 30 and I think I'm eating too much fruit. And I'm like, okay, are you hoovering like two bags of grapes in a sitting? No don't worry about it. You're doing just fine. You know, this is just the first step in a lifetime of efforts to continue to improve your health in a way that works for you. You know, it made me think of this and I don't know if you were alluding to this earlier, but, uh, I, uh, when I first opened my, my practice, which I, which I no longer operate, but when I did, I, I created a really simple meal plan for, for, for patients. But one of the things I found was, um, like I'll give you an example. Like it was very anti-inflammatory. Uh, diet was was the basic principle, um, but we had things like you know you can eat nuts and seeds. But then I got questions like, okay, can I eat ca like cashews? But what type of cashews can they be salted? Do they can they be roasted? Do they have to be raw? Is cashew butter okay? Is cashew actually a legume or is it a nut? How much yeah. of that do you get? Yeah. Well, I get a lot. And I always come from a place of like, good for you for wanting to do the program right, for paying yeah. attention to the rules and the specificity, like good for you. Yep. I will never forget. I had a woman on the Whole30 send me an email and she said, I'm at the Whole Food salad bar and I'm going to make a salad and I can clearly see all the ingredients and stuff. But what if some of the quinoa from one bin accidentally got into some of the kale from the other bin? And I was like, you need to take two steps back from the whole 30. <laughs> yeah. This is taking you to an unhealthy place. So we always want to be super cautious of like, look, follow the rules, you know, ask the questions, do the follow-up, make sure you understand what's in the food you're eating, read your labels. But at the same time, like you can't let this take you to a place where it's not healthy anymore to pursue. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, because I mean, it happens often where, you know, because I've seen this too, especially with patients with autoimmune and digestive issues, it seems to be, but they'll, uh, they become so obsessive about food and is it right? There's a level of stress that sort of stays yeah. elevated that, so it's hard, but at the same time, I think, again, I love your approach because I think one of the things you've been able to do is take something and make it very simple. Hey guys, a lot of people ask me what supplements I take regularly. And one of the top three products I take every single day is SBO Probiotics from Ancient Nutrition. It's the whole food supplement brand I co-founded with Jordan Rubin. Now I talk about my passion for SBOs, also known as soil-based organisms frequently. In general, SBO Probiotics are so important because they are shelf-stable probiotics that are naturally resistant to the harsh environment of our upper digestive tract and our stomach. Now, Ancient Nutrition's SBO probiotics support a healthy digestive system and your immune system. 
The women's also has clinically studied ashwagandha, which provides support for healthy energy, reduced fatigue, and more. Plus, we add superfoods and herbs for an extra boost. And by the way, that's key. The herbs with the probiotics together, that's the ancient way to create a healthy gut and digestive system. Check out Ancient Nutrition's SBO Probiotics online or in store today. So you've got a new book out. What's your new book? Yeah, the new book, Whole30 Friends and Family, came out in October. So tell me about that. Tell me about your, let's go through your Whole30 program. What is it specifically? And then also tell me about the new book, uh, the Whole Whole, Whole Foods, uh, Whole30 Friends and Family. Yeah, so a lot of times when people talk about the Whole30, they start with what you, you're not eating for 30 days. And I like to flip it and invite you to all of the things that you are eating for 30 days. Because when you put it this way, it sounds really doable and like normal and um, relatable. So for 30 days, you're eating meat, seafood, and eggs, lots and lots of plants. So vegetables and fruit, natural, healthy fats, things like olive oil and avocado and coconut oil and ghee and then lots of fresh herbs and spices. And we put all of these together in really delicious, creative ways. So if you've ever had a veggie omelet with a side of berries and avocado, that's a Whole30 breakfast. You could even throw some no sugar bacon in there. For the 30 days, we're eliminating foods that the scientific literature and in our experience have been shown to be really commonly problematic to varying degrees. So you're not eating added sugar or alcohol, you're not drinking alcohol, no grains, no dairy, and no legumes. And I'm really simplifying it here, but there's a little nuance there. So you're going to pull that out for 30 days and see what happens. What happens to your energy, your mood, your sleep, as we talked about, your attention span, your aches and pains, your skin, your digestion. At the end of the 30 days, you're going to add those foods back in one at a time, very carefully and systematically, and compare your experience. So if you do the Whole30 and your skin clears up and your eczema goes away and then you reintroduce dairy and all of a sudden you've got those itchy patches, it gives you a really good idea of how that food works for you as an individual. That's yeah. the whole point of the Whole30 is the learning experience. I love that. So yeah. new book. So the new book, you know, we give people a lot of information about the Whole30 and all of other, our other books. There's tons of recipes. There's tips and tricks for getting started. There's shopping lists. There's pantry stocking guides. There's a daily journal. But one challenge people still have, even with all the resources, is how to stay social on the program. And I don't think that's unique to Whole30. Mm. I think anyone who's trying to change their habits for the better, whether they take on a keto approach or a Whole30 or paleo, or they just decide to start eating gluten-free, it can be really challenging to navigate social situations. And I'm not talking about holidays. I'm talking about birthday parties, family dinners, all the like everyday social stuff that you still want to engage in, but you also want to maintain your health commitment. And so that's why this book came to be because I noticed in my community, people were still struggling with that. And I wanted to give them menus and recipes and tips and tricks for staying social while honoring your health commitments. I love that. It's such a need. And again, it's a book that really addresses, uh, practicality, being practical today and not just, cause I know, again, there, there are plenty of books and diets out there that kind of say, you know, you have to cook such and such a meal, which sometimes it's even hard to find the ingredients. But I love that about your book as well. When I look through it, you can find these things. They're not hard. Any grocery store, it doesn't matter if you're going to Whole Foods Market or Sprouts yeah. or you're going to Publix, Kroger, anywhere else, you're going to be able to find these, which is something I absolutely loved about your program and what you've put together, which is really smart, makes it great. Um, 
traveling. And by the way, guys, check out the books, Whole30. It's on Amazon. It's on barnesandnoble.com. It's in every bookstore across the country. And Melissa's new book, Whole30, Friends and Family. Again, you can find it online. Uh, and you know what? This is probably a great book for your friends and family, especially one of the things that I know is so powerful that I'm sure the book covers is doing this together as a tribe with your people. I mean, I know CrossFit, Chelsea and I used to do CrossFit years ago. And uh, it's such a community, such a tight-knit community. I know that when I had my clinic, we would do potlucks. And yeah. it was interesting because people started making new friends through these potlucks and things we did and similar thing. We do this with our, with our church community now. We get together, we eat, we have... So, and Chelsea and I, we're big-time foodies. And so we traveled, we've traveled to Europe, you know, Europe and all over the place just for food. You know? yeah. So I understand, and I think a lot of people can really connect with the power of food has the power of bringing people together. It has the, the power to help create powerful relationships. And so anyways, I, yeah. I love that. I want to encourage you guys, check out the book uh, here as well. Let's talk about traveling. So right. what is your advice for when people are traveling? How do they stick to Whole30? What, what, are some of the th and what are some of the things you do when you're traveling? Yeah, I did a Whole30 once um, during a road trip. So we, when we were moving out here to Utah, we spent three months on the road. And one of those months was spent doing the whole 30 because I wanted to experience for myself what it was like to live out of a car and be in a different hotel every night or camping or whatever we were doing and stick to whole 30. And this was in 2010. So this was before Walmart, oh, yeah. great value, whole 30 approved freezer meals and Epic bars and like all of the convenience foods we have now. I think the key with most of these situations is just planning and preparation. I travel with more meat than you might imagine. So I always have like a meat stick or a jerky or something Whole30 compliant in my carry-on because protein is the hardest thing to find on the go. Mm -hmm. You can usually find some nuts and seeds. You can usually find you know a garden salad, but finding compliant protein can be tough. So I always make sure I travel with that. Before I get to my destination, I am researching where is my hotel? Is there a Whole Foods or a Sprouts nearby where I can go stock up? Does my hotel have a refrigerator? And if not, I will call them and say, can you put a fridge in my room just to store a couple of groceries? Walmart now has Whole30 approved great value frozen meals and almost wow. every city has a Walmart so you can run and stock up. We've got Whole30 approved freeze dried meals. So they're dry. You can throw them in even just to carry on and all you need is hot water in 12 minutes and they cook right in the bag. Um, so there are lots of little hacks you can do to make sure that you're staying compliant when you're on the road. But I think the key is planning and prep and just always having some emergency food on hand for when you get stuck. So you don't have to make the choice between going hungry and like just ordering the pizza. I love that. So smart. I mean, it sounds like pretty much what I do every time I travel, but that, that is the formula. It's, it's searching for places in the areas you mentioned, like Whole Foods, where you can pop in and grab stuff. It's packing and planning ahead of time. Yeah. It must be the year of, I, I get a, a good amount of free product to my house because people want me to, and I'm sure you do too, post on Instagram and do giveaways and which I'm so grateful for, but it must be the year of the, uh, of the meat stick and beef jerky. I have so many bags. I had a friend come over. I'm like, listen, you got to take some of this biltong and beef jerky off my hands because there's so much of it. Uh, but we do a lot of the biltong, which is kind of like a steak jerky, you know. I love it, it yeah. We do a lot of the, uh, a lot of Epic. They've done such an amazing job with their, their products. But that's exciting. Whole30 uh, meals now are in Walmart. Where else can people find some of the Whole30 meals? 
So frozen meals through Walmart was huge. That's like really big for our accessibility efforts because as you mentioned with the ingredients in our cookbooks, we want anyone to be able to do this anytime. You don't need to have access to a healthy, uh, fancy health food store. There are several companies that offer Whole30 approved meal deliveries nationwide. So Kettlebell Kitchen and Paleo wow. on the Go and The Good Kitchen. So anywhere you can just call and order Whole30 meals delivered frozen. We've got meal delivery companies, all over the country who specialize regionally and you can walk into Chipotle and order a whole 30 bowl at any Chipotle all across the country. You're big time. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So, awesome. you know, we're trying to make it easy and convenient. Um, it would be lovely for you to imagine you would cook every single meal in your own kitchen at home. But for those of us who travel for work or socialize, it's not totally practical. So we want you to be able to do it in any circumstance. You know, but before I did what I do now, which is uh, travel and speak a fair amount and do, go out and do meetings, I, I made almost every meal at home. I mean, I, I made a lot of meals. But now that I travel, I mean, I really, we still cook and love to cook. But definitely, hey, I, like I just got back from a trip last night from Florida and I was in Tampa and then I was in Dallas and it was like, I got home. I'm like, I'm not making a meal. Now yeah. we actually ordered True Food Kitchen to go and got that. I love and, True uh, Food. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but now I know. So uh, awesome. Yeah, I, lo yeah. I love that people can have access. And it's amazing to see some of these retailers. It's amazing because I know one of our biggest uh, customers right now with the company uh, that, I, that I run uh, is Target. You know, Target, yes. we have our product. It's just, it's amazing to see companies like Target and like Walmart now sort of embrace. And you know this, like we used to go through an airport. I used to go through the airports and this was just five years ago. You know, there was nothing. No, I know. Nothing. And then all of a sudden the past five years, like I picked up an Epic bar. I picked up yep. Apple chips. I picked up carrot chips. Yeah. Uh, just, it's incredible. It is really nice to see the the expansion. And I think retailers are starting to realize that like good health shouldn't be um, only available to those, you know, affluent kind of entitled folks. I think it's really nice to see them focused on accessibility and for people to also be providing resources for accessibility. So it's not just like if you happen to have this extra seven bucks, you can walk into Target and order a Whole30, get a Whole30 salad dressing. It's also like, if you want to do this at home, here are the six ingredients you can get at any old grocery store and make yourself a dressing. And here's the money you can save. Here's how you can shop with a meat CSA or at the farmer's market. We have Whole30 certified coaches who are talking about doing Whole30 on WIC and food stamps, which is incredible. Yeah. So we really, truly want this to be accessible to anyone who wants to have the experience. I love that. You know, yeah. and, and, and you mentioned something I think that's so powerful. I think I love, I, I love when everyone can have access and everyone can make this a reality for themselves. I always, uh, again, when I had my practice in the past, I always uh, did shopping classes and I taught a class on how to eat healthy on a budget. And I'd point out certain things like, you know, people can buy canned salmon and salmon is expensive, especially you go to a nice restaurant, hey, it's $30 or something to plate, and that's before tax and everything else. But that being said, I mean, you can get it for sometimes, you know, $2.50 a can of wild Alaskan king salmon and have yourself a feast. So anyways, it's, and it's amazing with places like Costco now and everything else that there's so much more access to, to what you're talking about. So with eating and social, let's jump back to eating and social situations. So talk to me about just maybe a little of the advice. You don't have to share everything. I know every, everybody's going to, you know, rush out or maybe they've already done this, clicked on Amazon, added it to their cart, your new book. But talk to me a little bit about eating healthy in social situations and around the holidays. What, yeah, what, what's some so, of your best advice? So I think, you know, we tend to feel like 
when we get into a social situation and make a choice that we know serves us, I feel like we think we have to like explain or defend our choice right off the bat. So passing on the bread basket or saying no thank you to wine. And I feel like most of us feel like we have to offer like an excuse or a reason why we're not doing it, but understanding your solid why for why in this social situation, you're not going to drink alcohol tonight, or you're going to toast with your sparkling water, or you're not eating pizza right now because it doesn't serve you for all of these reasons. Like going into it with this confidence, I find that the more you make a big deal out of it, the more other people will notice and think it's odd. But if you just sit down at the table and say like, no, thank you. Or can I order this salad without the dressing? Or can you just bring a bottle of olive oil and balsamic? Thank you. And don't make a big deal out of it. Other people generally won't either. I also think that we forget that no, thank you is a complete sentence all by itself. Would you like a glass of wine? No, thank you. Would you like the bread? No, thank you. Would you like a piece of this pizza? No, thank you. Like you don't have to explain. You don't have to defend. If people say again, like, are you sure you don't want some wine or, you know, peer pressure, it's really easy just to say like, nope, I'm good. Thanks. And that's all you need to do in that situation to hold your boundaries. I love it. That's great advice. Uh, I think too. Now, Sometimes when somebody does that, though, they're in a situation to where, and this is a whole nother issue, it's because they want the attention, um, which, you know, yeah, it's, all, it's a whole nother topic. And that's a deeper seated issue of looking for, uh, you know, praise in other areas where maybe uh, you shouldn't be. So Yeah, well, and that's something I always remind people, though, is people will say, like, I'm doing the whole 30 and, like, everybody just feels so defensive or so judged every time I pull out my meal. And my first question is, are you maybe doing something that makes them feel a little defensive or judgy? Like if you pull out your meal and you're like, oh, I'm still drinking soda, huh, Maureen? Or like, I don't know if you heard this, <laughs> but you know, this jerky doesn't have any sugar. Like, yeah, people are going to get defensive. My best, your best plan for doing the Whole30 or making these kinds of healthy changes is just to lead by quiet example. That's right. You just do your thing. If people have questions, you're happy to answer them. I also have a rule that you're, you never talk about food over food. So, you know, if you get questions or pushback yeah. or feedback at the dinner table, it's like, oh man, I never talk about food over food. If you have questions after lunch, I'd be happy to like explain what I'm doing, but that can also diffuse a lot of the tension and then just do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think it's great. I, I do think that, uh, yeah, I, I think it's great advice. I think for, um, you know, for anybody out there who is, is, uh, in that so social situation again, no, thank you is always a sweet phrase. And I think too, if somebody's asking you about it, it's not your job to, um, if somebody's convicted about it, that's a good thing. I mean, you know, but I don't rub their face in it. If they are convicted, that's great. You're changing the world. You're getting people healthy. So, you know, pat yourself yeah. on the back. I think it's important to remember too, and I'm sure you've observed this a number of times, that you can make people feel bad about what they're doing just by doing what you're doing. You don't have to say a thing. You just order something different at brunch than you normally do or pass on the wine or roll out a little bit of a different lunch at the lunch table and all of a sudden people feel like they have to be on the defensive because food is very personal and it's very emotional. So recognizing that I think can help you understand that lots of times when people do give you pushback or they're not supportive, don't let that catch you off guard. It says more about their relationship with food than it does about your own behavior or what your health efforts look like. I love it. That's awesome. So tell me about, so you follow Whole30 sometimes. I, I, I'm sure for you, it's probably like for me, like I just kind of naturally eat this that way at this point. 
uh, on occasion, you know, I don't. Uh, so again, if you're following strictly paleo, sometimes I'll have some sprouted grains or sometimes I get a little bit off track. But that being said, um, I'm curious at what does your typical diet look like when you're not fully on Whole30? And then also, uh, do, you do, do you take any supplements, vitamins, anything like that? Sure. I love that you're like, sometimes I go off track with my sprouted grains and I'm like, ooh, kicking, kicking your heels up with some sprouted grains. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've eaten worse. I, I talked to, actually, I was talking to uh, David Perlmutter here recently and he was, we were talking about traveling and I was saying that, uh, I mean, I don't, what people consider cheating, I don't very often because like we just make stuff. Like we yeah. make, you know, brownies at home. You know, we use like Simple Mills, you know, yeah. a lot of their stuff, which is so, which is so great. But we were yeah. talking, I said, I posted that we went to Europe last summer, Chelsea and I did, we went to Florence, Italy and I had pizza over there uh -huh. and uh, we posted and, and someone was just like, I thought you were gluten free, like literally like they were, and I'm like, first off, it was probably einkorn wheat and I noticed no reaction. Like I felt fantastic after I ate it and I just walked like nine miles that day as you did. Yeah. But anyways, it just, anyways, yeah. it's just, so uh, I haven't done a whole 30 in a couple years and I probably won't need to do one ever again because I've learned everything I feel like I need to learn from the program and I've graduated into what we call my food freedom. I make conscious deliberate choices based on what I know works for me from several whole 30s. And so I use that learning experience to create a diet that works perfectly for me. It keeps me looking and feeling yeah. exactly as good as I want to look and feel. The bulk of my meals are still Whole30. Like 85% of what I eat are still Whole30 compliant because it's so easy for me at this point. And I know it keeps me feeling my best. But I eat white rice almost every day. I'm really active and I figured out that white rice works awesome for my system. Yep. I eat siete tortillas almost every day because those are fantastic and they work way better for me than corn. I love Justin's peanut butter cups and I have been known to rock a <laughs> peanut butter cup from time to time. But I know exactly how much I can like get away with and still sleep great, have awesome energy, have a great time at the gym and have a happy mood. And that's like kind of where I found my balance. I love it. It's great. Yeah. And so I love, I love that there's some flexibility there too. You have, you know, and I, I think the other thing is somebody can do anything for 30 days. I mean, in terms of your plan, I think it's very realistic. I had some friends of ours. Uh, I don't know if you know, Sean uh, Johnson East and Andrew East there. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so we see them all the time and they're a couple of Chelsea and I's best friends. I just got off a call with them. But when we first met them, so this is when we first met them, uh, Chelsea and I went out to eat with them at this restaurant. And again, I'm, we super healthy, but, um, we're like, okay. Um, you know, Hey, hey do you guys drink wine? Uh, we're not having wine now. And then like what they ate at dinner was like, so peculiar. And we're like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then like we saw in the next week and, uh, or a couple of weeks later and we just started, and that was the first time we'd, we'd ever, ever really hung out with them. And then they're like, Oh, we're on whole 30. I'm like, Oh, well, that's that why. makes sense. Yeah. But, um, anyway, and of all people, I'm like, just, you know, I would love to hear your whole 30. I'll do it with you, you know? Yeah. Point. Yeah. But um, anyways, it's uh, again, even they were doing it. again. There's, I know there are so many celebrities, so many professional athletes. They think about somebody like Tom Brady. I mean, he's 42 years old, you know, uh, playing in Super Bowls, you know, one of the best quarterbacks of all time because he's 42 and he's followed a very similar dime. I'm not yeah. saying it's the same or whatever, but very similar to all the things you guys teach. And so anyways, I just, uh, I love Whole30. I love what you guys have done. And any last parting information, like like for you, 
as somebody jumps into Whole30, let's say, so, you know, I know we're going to have several people now jump on Amazon and buy your book or go to the local bookstore. What's your biggest piece of advice or few pieces of advice as people jump into and go through the Whole30 program? You know, I think at this point, because we've got like eight books out now, seven books plus the new one, all about how to do the program. Like I said, we've got recipes. We walk you through step-by-step how to plan and prepare. And I think at this point, because of all the support we offer, people understand coming into the program that they're going to have to plan and prepare when it comes to their food. So they're going to clean out the pantry. They're going to plan some meals. They're going to go to the grocery store, mark some recipes. Maybe they'll um, order some emergency food to have on hand for things like late meetings or travel. But what people I think forget to think about are the social situations, the everyday social situations that may prove stressful, or if you're not planning for them, they may throw you off your whole 30 game. So I always encourage people to think about, okay, what do you have coming up? Is it a Friday morning meeting where you know they have bagels? Is it a you know team dinner where you know there will be wine? Do you have a family dinner planned? Do you have a birthday party to attend? What are some everyday social situations you might run into over the course of your Whole30 and how will you handle them? Thinking about like, if this happens, if I go to happy hour with the team, then I'll just order myself a sparkling water and lime at the bar and I'll hold that all night so no one tries to shove a beer in my face. Those can make you feel so much more comfortable when those uh, social situations come up. And then again, you're, you're not so stressed in the moment that you just sort of abandon your whole 30 commitment when faced with that kind of peer pressure. So thinking about social situations, which is what we help you with in the new book, I think will help a lot. I love it. It's great. We'll encourage everybody, check out Melissa's books, The Whole 30 and her new book, Whole 30 Friends and Family. Again, bookstores nationwide, all over the place. Also, hey, check out her meals. They're at Walmart. They're uh, a lot of food delivery services. You can sure just search online, Whole 30 uh, Food Meal Delivery Service. You'll find it on there. And I want to say, Melissa, thanks so much for coming on again. Uh, I've used a lot of the products that have your stamp, that Whole30 stamp on them. I think Tessimay's right. Do you guys work yeah. with Tessimay's? And- Tessimay's, Primal Kitchen. Yeah. There's so much overlap between keto and Whole30 as well and products that are suitable for both DNX bars. So yeah, there's there's a ton out there for both of us. I love that. Well, awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on, on the show. Appreciate it. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with another show. And uh, awesome. Thanks again. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Is there a specific question or health topic you want me to cover? Hey, I would love to hear from you. Do this for me. Record a voice memo with your question and head over to dracks.com forward slash podcast to upload the recording and I'll select several to answer live on the show. And if you're loving this podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on Mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.